And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on the Today's Experience. It's marvelous, monumental, most fascinating, massively mind-bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one, drawing closer to the King of Kings and glorifying his name. It would be nice if I could talk, by the way. Uh, first, Job continues down his spiral of dis. Encouragement. Everybody said, just happened to my brother. He, I said, read Job. He read what? Chapter 1 and 2. And then what did he do? Stop. Everybody does it. Stop doing that. Stop it. You got to read the whole thing. And as we get into the different chapters, you find out Job never curses God, but spirally down he goes. Uh, it, it's it really helps us understand where his mind and heart were. He makes a statement that many of us make. It's all the same to God one way or another. Whether it's true that our opinions, while it's true our opinions don't hold weight, it's false to think that our hearts don't hold weight on how we feel about things. And as the children of God, he knows our hearts. But when you make statements like this, the entire world is in the hands of the wicked, you know you're having a pretty bad day. (laughs) All I'm going to say. Next is a crucial Jesus text. Job says in verse 33 of chapter 9, if only there were a mediator who could bring us together, if only a person could bridge the gap between the divine and the human, if only somebody could understand his hurt and pain and faithfully represent God in the engagement. In the engagement, this is where the author of Ecclesiastes proves his knowledge is limited, though he thought himself exceedingly wise. Nevertheless, there is a new thing under the sun. Remember, the Ecclesiastes author said there's no new thing under the sun. Wrong. His name is Jesus, and he's the mediator between God and mankind, and Job didn't know yet. And finally, it's worth noting that as we reflect on Job, he's speaking directly from his pain at this particular point. When he or anyone else who's an authentic believer speaks from their pain, it usually doesn't come out sounding like roses. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oy vey, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? You can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call. 
you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. All right, when you talk to Dynamite D, that's like trying a new food that you've never had and you end up liking it. Like, oh, that was good. Amazing. Amazing, right? All right, let me just ask Dynamite D a couple of questions, then I'll go back into my intro. So I am pulling him to the side. Did not warn him about this, did I? Didn't tell you this was coming, did I? Just want... That's a good one right there. All right. Did you, uh, in fact, watch the Super Bowl yesterday? Yes. Bits and pieces, but yes. I yes. would say yes. yes. Did you like the game? I thought the game was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't watch the halftime. I mean, I, I, well, and see, that's the thing. I don't like the shenanigans. And yeah. So, let's not get on it. But yes. Yeah. Okay. So, here's the thing. I discovered something amazing. What's that? If you wait 30 minutes... And then watch everything with your TiVo, which everybody kind of has one. They have this amazing invention called the remote control. And every time you're watching something and it's dulling you down or driving you crazy, you do this. You push a button. Correct. <laughs> that what That's what made it amazing. I was able to watch the entire game. I did pick up on a commercial or two. A couple of them were pretty cute. Nothing's as funny as the Doritos one from about 15 years ago when the guy had the Magic 8 ball. And he goes, you know, are we going to get free Doritos? And he goes, I think the answer is yes. Then he throws the Magic 8 ball at the machine. It glass breaks and he takes it. Okay, that's funny. Okay, <laughs> so let's be honest, okay? But, but I didn't watch anything else but the game. That's uh, how you had to do because I, it was, it was watching with blinders on. Yeah, it's just like just, just, you know, whenever you're watching anything, you should just be like, "I'm gonna do a little bit of delay here," and then when they start saying something stupid, I'm past it. Watch this. Watch this. Push button thirty seconds advance. Wow. All right. Anyhow, I do want to point out a lot of people did watch it, uh, and I don't know how any of the other stuff went. Here's what I know: it was a lot closer than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> True. That was, that was yep. a lot closer than I thought it was going to be because I just don't like watching the Super Bowl and having blowouts. That's to me is like unless it's my team, and Correct. then I'm looking for a massive blowout by about a hundred points. I totally agree. Okay, all right. <laughs> Here's the bottom line: perhaps you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question. Maybe you want to say, Dave, you are just ruining the Super Bowl experience. Oh, well. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is you can reach out to us. We will do prayer requests. We'll pray with you on the phone. We want to hear your praise reports, just like Eric called in and shared. What a blessing for other people to hear. I've already gotten responses from other people. What a blessing it is to hear that kind of thing, that God is active in the community of the church. He's never, he's never sitting on the sidelines. Okay, you understand? So the Lord is with you. The Lord is for you. The Lord loves you. And even though the thing that you're going through is tearing you or stretching you, he will never abandon you. He will never be to the side. He will always be with you. That's why you got to remember Matthew 1 where it talks about Jesus. What's his name? His name is... Emmanuel, God with us. That's why Matthew 28, verse 18, 19, 20, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That's why Deuteronomy 31, 6, and Hebrews 13, 5, and Joshua 10, and 1 Samuel 10, and 1 Samuel 18, 14, and Haggai 1, I am with you, says the Lord. The Lord is with you. He's not about your agenda, so let's separate that out. 
Okay? It's not about your agenda. But he is with you. He does not disregard you. Ever. You are his delight. I've said this and again. Would you spend eternity with somebody you didn't want to? Wouldn't that be like hell? <laughs> That'd be like, yikes. That'd be terrible. God wants to spend eternity with you. Had this great, it uh, wasn't even a discussion, just a quickie. And you, well, I know that God loves me, but I don't think he likes me. And I just said to him, so you'd spend eternity with somebody you don't like? Uh, it just sounds like hell. Wow. It just sounds terrible. God likes you. You know, he doesn't like your sin. He doesn't like the dumb stuff. But he likes you. And he loves you. And he's committed to you. And he's for you. And he's with you. So stop thinking. Or stop letting the enemy alter your thinking. Okay? So it's not like he's living in your mind. But it's not like he can't throw a temptive thought into your brain. And he throws it in there and says, God, does, God doesn't like you. That's a lie. And you got to defeat the lie with what? The truth. And you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free so that you're not in bondage to the lies. Right? It's just like, yeah, no, no way around that. No, zero way around that. So here's the bottom line, okay? One of the things that we do in our show is our DNA. Why is that important? Because this silly little formula is something that we should live by because it helps us connect. And I know there's only so many ways you can say it, but there's so many times you can say something. You just got to function in it. D-N-A. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. How often? Daily. Every day. Spend some time with the guy in the sky. Every day. I, I, I only had time to read uh, one verse. Great. Okay? Spend a little less time watching some of the other stuff. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say. Maybe a little less time going macaroni and cheese or spaghetti. Just maybe a little <laughs> less time on some of that. And get time in with the Lord. Draw closer to the Lord daily. N, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed. It's amazing. Even as innocent as some of those uh, commercials were yesterday, people already talking about uh, how evil they were. It's not, I'm not talking about the bad ones. I'm talking about the good ones. Why? Because they hate Jesus and they hate his word. And then they try and tell you what Jesus would have been like, but they don't know Jesus from a brown paper bag, which is silly. D, draw closer to the Lord daily. N, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. A, always be ready to serve. To serve. That means that you, I want to say it carefully, but I want to say it right. You're on the hunt to be a detective with the Lord on who you could be a blessing and help bring the kingdom to. That blessing might be something like a smile. That blessing might be something like a silent prayer. That blessing might be helping somebody change a tire. I don't know. But the Lord is always looking. His eyes are running to and fro the earth looking for the people whose hearts are upright towards him, and he's looking to touch people, and he's looking for vessels to use. That's you and me. That's our D-N-A. Okay? All right. 
All right, I just that, that was DNA with a nice different touch. Yeah, Dave. a little bit, little bit different flair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, instead of going back and trying to reach, we're not doing that. What we're going to do is we're going to break, then come back, then we'll do our trivia and some of our other stuff. So that's kind of how we're going to do it right now. So we'll break here. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background, David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. What is the David Spoon Experience? Can I blow your mind? You know, I did this with you before, but on a different text. I love this text. You will love this text because you and I are sci-fi people. You'll love this. I mean, this is one of those, oh, goodness gracious, that's so good. Uh, 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12. 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12. Okay, 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 okay. 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12 says this, Then David said, O Lord God of Israel, your servant has heard for certain that Saul is seeking to come to destroy the city on my account. Will the men of Keilah surrender me into his hand? Will Saul come down just as your servant has heard? O Lord God of Israel, I pray, tell your servant. And the Lord said, he will come down. Then David said, will the men surrender me and my men to the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, they will surrender you. I love this portion because people, we we think in these boxes and we force God into our theology and say he must conform here, which is just insanity by itself. Here's a situation where David hears that Saul is coming down to try and get him. And he's asking, will the people of the city surrender me? I've helped them. I've defended them. I've given them some deliverance. Is is Saul going to come in and change their mind and they're going to give me up? And the Lord says, yeah, that's going to happen. Now, if you read the rest of the passage in 1 Samuel 23, David leaves. So he is not surrendered to Saul by the men of the city. But what I want you to catch is this. God knew what the outcome was going to be if David stayed and what the outcome was going to be if David left. In other words, God knew the alternate universe or the alternate pathway that was taking place. We've talked about this before. It's one of those cool thoughts where we don't think of it in these terms. But remember, David says to God, hey, uh, are they going to give me up? And the Lord's like, yeah, they're going to give you up. That's what's going to happen. So you need to make a decision and go a different direction so we can have a different outcome. And it's like God knew what the outcome was if they gave him up, and God knew what the outcome was if he left. God knew what it would be if it went if he went left or right, if we went west, east, north, or south. God knew what the outcome was going to be no matter what because God is omniscient. He knows all things, which means he knows every alternate route. And if you can't shout sight, you'll have to face a penalty. Oh, welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our trivia question. When Joshua, it's the name of my eldest son, when Joshua commanded the son to stop 
and stay still. For how long did that happen? How long? Hmm? See, how long? Huh? I was thinking about that scripture when we mentioned the other one. See? Yeah, yeah. I know. They're related, right? That was actually not on purpose, but uh, just one of those goofy things, uh, which I'll take uh, because the Lord knew. So how long, how long did the sun stay still? Okay, okay, okay. If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. We are in Job, and I just want to point out, okay, that Job, in this point right here, before we get to it, having a bad day. I don't know how to say that. And this is the thing that's really important to understand. Job never curses God with his mouth. But that does not mean he does not complain and go, well, now, wait a second. (laughs) And that's what we do. Like, we're not going to curse God, but complaining? I don't know. He did a pretty good job between chapter 3 and 31. And so we're going to jump into Job. Then uh, if we have time, we'll do the humorous quip, but we'll do our, all the other stuff later. So listen to what he says. Here's what Job has to say. Okay, I am innocent, but it makes no difference to me. I despise my life, innocent or wicked. It's all the same to him. This is why I say he destroys both the blameless and the wicked. He laughs when a plague suddenly kills the innocent. The whole earth is in the hands of the wicked. And God blinds the eyes of judges and lets them be unfair. If not he, then who? (laughs) My life passes more swiftly than a runner. It flees away, filled with tragedy. It disappears like a swift boat, like an eagle that swoops down on on its prey. If I decide to forget my complaints, if I decide uh, to end my sadness and be cheerful, it would be... It would be dread and the pain, and and I would dread all the pain that he would send. For I know you will not hold me innocent, God. Okay, so here's the amazing thing, and this is what people need to catch, right? Job is complaining how miserable his life is. Now wait, and then he complains of how fast he dies. Just like, you guys have got to catch this stuff. This is like the cool stuff, okay? First of all, he's like, ah, it's all the same to God. It doesn't matter this way. It doesn't matter that way. My life is miserable. And then he goes on this two or three verses where he goes, and it's short, and it doesn't do anything, and it's really quick. And it's like, and you, do you see, it's like if your life was so miserable, you'd want it to be short. That's the whole point. You want it to be, I want this to be over. Let it be over. So, He says one thing, though, that tells you where he's really at. He goes, the whole earth is in the hands of the wicked. That is how it can feel. Don't say it can't feel that way. You know it. Have you ever said to yourself or to your person, have you ever said, uh, the universe is against me? (laughs) Well, you have one thing go wrong, then another thing go wrong, and then another thing go wrong. And then you just like, everything is against me. Now, here's, I'm going to show you something. Job, in his own words, is starting to contradict himself. Just in case you're ever wondering, when you stand before God, remember, the whole premise of Job is that Job justified himself rather than justifying God. Didn't curse God. 
but it doesn't mean he didn't make a, a boatload of complaints. And then he says this thing in verse 27, which is really quite fascinating. So he goes, he says, first in verse 24, the whole earth is in the hands of the wicked. He's just feeling like everything is... I was My mom used to do this joke, okay? So for those that are trying to follow along with me, just stick with me. She would say, I was going to write you a letter, but I couldn't spell... <laughs> Hey, it's funny. It's a Yiddish joke. It's funny. All right, here's the bottom line. When you're having bad days, when you're having one thing after another happen, and I'm not talking about one bad thing happens. You guys know I've had this happen one time. I had like six or seven bad things happen. I pull up in my car to uh, where our apartment was, and my car hit the curb, and the whole front of the car thing fell off. And it was just like the capper on the day. You know what I'm saying? I sat down, and I had the 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 pieces in my hand, and the <laughs> In my head, and I was just thinking, I could just, I could just go off on this car right now. <laughs> you ever feel like that? It's like, sure, many people do often. Don't tell me you haven't had those moments where you wanted to just, you know, throw everything in the air and run out and go. Bleh! Okay, that's where he's coming from. He's having that kind of, uh, he's having that kind of struggle. And why that's important for you to understand is this is in Scripture for you to understand that that struggle that you go through is not unique to you. It's in Holy Writ. If people would read chapter 3 through 31 in Job, they'd find out that other people, just like King David, just like when you read the Psalms and you like, oh, totally identify, totally resonate with David, totally understand what he's writing. Well, you get a lot of that in Job too because Job, he's having it going on and he can't figure out what he's done, which is the irony because he hasn't done anything. He's done nothing wrong. This is all because God was bragging about him and Job didn't have at that moment the ability to separate what his experience was from the judgment of God. The Lord allows many things. In fact, you can go right back to the argument. Why did God allow evil in the first place? You really want a really snappy answer to that? Well, if he didn't, then you never would have had a chance to hear the gospel, and you never would have had a chance to be saved. So that's why, because he saves people. And so he's he's like... The whole world's in the hand of the wicked. Ah! And then verse 27, he goes, If I decide to forget my complaints, and if I decide to end my sadness and be cheerful, it's kind of like the positive thinking people. Okay, the positive speech, positive thinking. I'm gonna make the decision to forget my complaints. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna act like I'm not sad at all. I'm gonna be cheerful, right? He's like, that's not gonna help me. <laughs> He goes through, and he says in verse 28 through through 32, that's a mess. Sometimes, instead of trying to evaluate it, can I can I say this to you guys without getting mad at me? Sometimes when you're instead of trying to evaluate it, you just trust him for it. Noel had this dream. Now, I don't talk about Noel's dreams very often because, first of all, they're not my dreams, so I didn't have it. Okay, so I got to be careful. But we were going through a very, very, very tough time. And she had this dream, and this is here in Texas. And in this dream, there was like this, I don't know if it was a silver covering, but it was kind of like a silver uh, 
header head head ceiling over us, and it was squishing us. Like it was like pushing down on us. And in the dream, she said her and I were like putting our arms up and we're fighting against it and resisting. But in the dream, she she was convinced that she was told or communicated, stop resisting, just let go, and you'll be fine. So in the dream, we did that. She said, let's just stop. The silver thing comes down and quote-unquote squishes us. But then after it squished us, we were fine. And the whole premise of the dream was we were fighting against the resistance of the moment. We were fighting against it because we thought it was wrong. And the Lord was like, just submit, man. I'll, I'll take care of it. Stop. Your fighting is delaying my deliverance. <laughs> it's like nobody wants to hear this. <laughs> people, people don't want to hear it. Too bad. Your, your fighting against the situation is delaying God's deliverance for you in the situation. It's not that you don't have faith. In fact, it's the exact opposite. You have more faith than ever before because you have to trust God even though it looks like you're getting squished. Think about that. Think about that the Lord requires from you and I to stop and to let go and to let God be God without trying to tell him or evaluate for him what it's like for you and I. He knows. He's the creator. He's watching over us. And if we need to be squished for his purposes, then I think we're supposed to be like, yes, Lord. Whatever you want, Lord. Yes, Master. Your will be done not mine, even if it's crucifixion, right? When Joshua commanded the sun to stop still, for how long did it remain so? Did you happen to know this one by chance? Uh, I feel like it, it was, uh, boy, this is a tough one. Was it, a, was it more than a day? No, it was not more than a day. It was, it was, in fact... 24 hours a day? It's, uh, in fact, a day! It was a day. Give yourself a ding-ding. That's good. The sun and the moon stood still for a day. About 24 hours, but it was a day. And that's kind of how the scriptures talk about it. Okay, we'll take our break and then come back. We don't know why the Lord's doing this on this show, but we just follow the best we can. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com dad. 
That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon experience? Because what we're getting is this snapshot of Jesus, and there's a lot of stuff that we do, a lot of stuff that we say, but at no point should anybody ever lose what's going on here. And when we get into our Philippians teach tomorrow, you're going to see how very specific Christology, the study of Christ, fits into play on Jesus Christ being honored uh, above all and understanding how that this snapshot of Jesus plays into or leads us into the understanding of the superiority of Christ. Nobody else was fully God and fully man, period. And so nobody else can represent God to man or man to God. So in this situation, we get to see that Darius, he has a 12-year-old daughter. She's dying. Not, uh, not good news. This woman who's got this bleeding issue, issue of blood, she comes up to Jesus, uh, touches him without saying anything. Jesus has restoration and healing for her in physical, social, and psychological aspects, which is just uh, wonderful if you think about how Jesus, Jesus cares about the whole person. doesn't care about a part of a person. cares about every inch of you. If you're doing well physically, but you're not doing well psychologically, Jesus cares about that. If you're doing well psychologically and not doing well physically, Jesus cares about that. If you can't have contact with people and you feel like you're completely isolated, Jesus cares about that. It's incredible, and it's never been done before. And you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple, and there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook, type in David Spoon Media. And on any Facebook post, type in the word Jesus in the comment section. And it's free. You can also send an email to davidspoonmedia at gmail.com and write the word Jesus in the subject line. Or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video. But you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win, and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. But it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience. If Jesus oh, welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the Truth Station here in Texas, where we are having ourselves one kind of Monday show. It's a fun day, Monday, whatever the Lord doth want to do with show. <laughs> that's, that's, I like that. Yeah, the whatever the Lord wanteth to do with. I always use King James when it makes me, it makes me sound more authoritative. Do not forsaketh, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, what was, here's your trivia question. Ready? Okay, this is a pretty good one, and I want people to get this. It's really important. What was unusual, hmm, sounds like unusual, what was unusual about the darkness of the ninth plague that struck Egypt? What was unusual 
about that darkness of the ninth plague that struck Egypt. Okay? If you think you know, 972-445-0770 is the number to call. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. I will uh, direct you to the website as we often do. Don't forget there is there are podcasts galore. There's a couple of new things on the website. Don't forget about the ambassadors program. We'll get all that. We'll cover that uh, some tomorrow. There is a place to give, and we need your help on there. You can give directly through the website, and there's information on how to give one way or another. Have a good time and check out he must increase.org. Prayer request? Hemostincrease.org. Praise report? Hemostincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemostincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. Yeah, that's how we feel about this show right there. Pretty much. It's all those things and more. That's all I want to say. <laughs> Trivia question. What was unusual about the darkness of the ninth plague that struck Egypt? We do have somebody calling in. They are saving everybody for the next portion that we are going to be jumping into. It's kind of nice of people to do that. Plus, we're going to do our history. I don't know if we'll get to the joke part or not. We'll just have to kind of wait and see. Somebody is ready to answer the trivia question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Brother Don. Hi, Brother Don. How are you? I'm doing good, brother. How are you? I am doing well. I actually had a pretty good week. I'm, I'm, I'm mad that my wife has to work so many hours, but I did consume my time by working out and by getting a whole bunch of stuff done. So I'm happy that I was able to accomplish much. That That's what I would say. Well, good. All right. I started riding my bicycle today. Uh, you're out, riding your bike? Yep. Uh, I, have a, I have a huge bicycle. I have a huge bicycle. You have a huge bicycle? As in a big bicycle like from the olden days when they had those huge, no. huge... <laughs> no, it's a uh, incumbent speed. Gotcha. <laughs> it, I like it. Uh, I am very glad you like your bicycle. I am happy for you I'm that you have a bicycle. And, uh, soon it'll be into the pool, and, and I'm going to start lifting my weights again and get myself back into shape again. There you go. Good job. All right, here's your triv here's your triv question. What was okay. unusual about the darkness of the ninth plague to strike Egypt? What was unusual about that? That is so cool. This this is such a great answer. Uh, it was dark everywhere except for in the land of Goshen. Th- that is the number one answer. Now I'm gonna give you a number two. Guess what? There's yeah. another one. So it was dark everywhere but where the people of God were, and that's right. the only place it was light. And then there was one other little sneaky little thing about the darkness. Do you know what it was? It's th- what, we, what we say is on a, a pool table. What is the covering called? Felt? Yes, the darkness was 
felt, actually. Oh, yeah. They can feel it. That's right. Yeah. All right. That's a good clue. Yeah. <laughs> so that's dark. So when people say, when people will go, well, you can't really feel darkness. <clears throat> wrong answer. That's just yeah, that's You can't really feel the presence of the Lord. <clears throat> <throat> wrong answer. You know, it's like, yes, you can. And that darkness I remember was I felt. Had a, I had a, a teacher once that said, you can put that knot. You can cut it with a knot. Yeah, see that you just think about that. Like it's darkness so thick, you feel like it's sitting on you. <laughs> Yikes! That's just awful. It's awful. Oh. Excellent job, my brother. Excellent. All right. Way to go! And you be careful on your bike, okay? Uh, okay, I will. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, All right. God bless, you, brother. All Bye. right. Take care. Bye bye. All right. <laughs> All right, let's do our history. We got history. We got to do history. Let's go All right, a couple things to cover here. You guys don't need to freak out. These are kind of fun. It's National Cheddar Day, so there's no problem with that. Cheese? Right? Yeah, cheddar okay, cheese. Right. Yeah, yep. right. Yeah. World Radio Day. We support radio. Yeah. <laughs> We're, we're radio supporters. National Tortellini Day. Now what is that? Now, that's the new, the special, uh, it's a pasta that's got, like, uh, filling in it. I can't remember. It's like a, kind of a manicotti filling kind of. I can't remember. Yeah, what you're in a... Yes. Great. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's actually, it's fantastic. But uh, this is good, too, and I like this, and nobody get mad. I, it's National Crab Rangoon Day. That's those little Chinese or... Uh, appetizers that have little crab in them that look like little wontons, and you put them oh, in, yes, you dip them in hot, either hot mustard or sweet and sour sauce. Yeah, I like that. That's not like that experience. Stuff. Yeah, it is. It is an experience. <laughs> it takes a lot. All right, in 1880, uh, Thomas Edison discovered the Edison effect. <laughs> Which is? Well, I don't know. Here's what it is. <laughs> Wait a minute. On February, on February 13th, 2023, uh, David Spoon discovered the David Spoon effect, which is? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what even that means. Uh, two other things. In the year 2000, the last Peanuts comic strip happened. In 1971, always one classic one, bad golf ball, bad. United States Vice President Sparrow Agno hits three spectators with golf balls during the Bob Hope Desert Classic. Wow. <laughs> so maybe golfing was not where he, you know. See, that's where tennis should have been in play. Move on. Well, it could have been intentional when you said it was an accident. Uh, no, <laughs> believe me, he wasn't good enough to hit somebody on purpose. <laughs> that's, that's a good idea, but no, that, that's not how that happened. <laughs> okay. All right. Here, this is the part. I love this part. And the next part, you, you won't maybe like as much. I can't do anything about that. But here's this part that I, I love this. This is Job chapter 9, verse 32. God is not mortal like me, so I can't argue with him or take... Take him to trial. Verse 33 of Job 9. And you should have this marked in your Bible. If only there were a mediator who could bring us together, but there is none. This is where you find out in the discourse that comes from Job that Job does not know everything. Oh, he's a great guy. And we should have patience like Job. After all, his kids were taken out during this whole process. His wife uh, kind of revealed her character. That didn't come off all that well. 
And all he says is, if only there were a mediator who could bring us together. If only there was one that I could go to that could be between God and me. If only a person could bridge the gap between the divine and the human. If only a person could understand his hurt, his pain, and faithfully at the same time represent God in the engagement. And Job did not know yet of the representation and declaration of Jesus Christ. doesn't mean it wasn't active. It doesn't mean the scripture didn't talk about it. It doesn't mean the scripture didn't lay it out there. Nobody's talking about Job being prophecy master. We're talking about Job being a human being who believes that God is faithful and true, trying to follow God, do the right things. He did not know of the manifestation of Jesus the way that others maybe forsook or foresaw it in the scripture. But there was a new thing under the sun, even though the Ecclesiastes author and that Solomon at his darker times, and this is Job at his darker times, even though there is a mediator between God and mankind, it's Jesus Christ. And when we are in a position where we need a mediator, I just want to remind you of something. This just came to mind, and I know this is for somebody specific. I know it's for somebody out there. Do you know that Jesus is praying and talking and representing to the Father for you? He ever lives to make intercession. He's at the right hand of the Father. Not not dead. Is all that stuff that's going on with David? We need to help David. That's what's going on. Tell me a petition that Jesus makes that doesn't get answered. None. And so here he is. He's interceding on my behalf. Thank you, Jesus. You want to know why? Because he's the mediator. If I stood by myself and God stood next to me, there would be nothing in me but darkness compared to the purity of his light. There would be no chance. I could not stand before him. There would be too much iniquity. I could not approach him. I could not come before his throne and be uh, my own representative because there's too much sin in my life from the past, in the present, and in the future apart from help. What I think most amazing about people who truly understand sanctification is they understand that every moment of sanctification is by the grace of God. And apart from the grace of God, you could never be sanctified. And everybody that walks around going, I'm perfect, is just so full of pride, it shows they're not perfect. <laughs> it's like, wow. It's like the very thing they proclaim as their benefit is their defeat. It's like, yeah, I'm perfect. Ding, pride. Sorry. And so Job hungers at the depth of where he's at for somebody to stand in between the gap. This is where, this is where, and this is why the new covenant is so amazing. In the old covenant, in, in Exodus 24, I think it's 24, 23 and 24, Moses says, it's 24 now that I think about it, Moses says, this covenant is in the blood. Well, guess what Jesus said when he was doing the wine, using the wine? This covenant, this new covenant's in the blood. This, this, this cup represents that. And so the covenant is in the blood. It's through the blood of Jesus Christ. But now we have a mediator that's full of truth and grace. 
that knows us inside and out, that stands in the gap. Talk about having a friend in the right place, always at the right time. Jesus is the mediator for you and I. And you know what? Just to be honest as Christians, I need that. I know me, and I need that. And God knows me, and he knows I need that. (laughs) That's what's awesome. Jesus is the rock. Jesus is the truth. He is the way. He is the life. He is my breath before God. That's what you get in Jesus. Can you just say, amen, I receive it in Jesus' name. Can you just say that? All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. What is the David Spoon Experience? Today is have a bad day day. I don't... I don't know. Have a bad day day? Somebody had to take the time to name a day a bad day? I I, I don't know. I think it's also National Men's Day, so that kind of works. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. Um, Play Monopoly Day is also a holiday that some people like. And then uh, World Toilet Day. Okay. I'm not even going to... Not, not, touch, not, not even close. Not even going to touch that. For those that want to know, this is the stuff I like. <laughs> this is what you get when you listen to the show. On this day in 1959, the Edsel was discontinued. That might be interesting. But this is what's fascinating. Rocky and Bullwinkle. Rocky and his friends premiered on this day in 1959. See, that, that's important. I hated that cartoon. Did you really hate Horrible. that cartoon? Okay. Horrible. I liked it. Uh, I always thought, you know, the Russians did it. Do you remember when they were going Natasha through Natasha <laughs> yeah. and Boris. They were going through this whole thing with Donald Trump and that whole thing, and people kept dropping in these uh, memes. with the, the, <laughs> It was so funny. I mean, it was some pretty funny stuff. Uh, and I will tell you one last thing, and we'll get into the teaching. We'll do trivia in the next segment. Uh, I will let you know that my wife and I got into a discussion l- last night as we were watching television, as we were watching a show, while we're working on stuff together, and I don't have the answer, so I'm going to ask Wonder Julie. And if you call in for a trivia, you might be able to give us the answer. But we're watching a show, and in the show, there's all these people that are skydiving. And uh, uh, then the last guy goes, and uh, and I tried to say, well, it looks like he skydived. And then I was like, well, that doesn't sound right, skydived, because that's past tense. And then skydove, and then that didn't sound right. And then skydiven, and that doesn't sound right. Uh, skydivid. That doesn't sorry. Sky div jump out. I mean, what is the past tense of skydived? It just seems weird. It seems like it's a weird. Do you have any idea what it is? I don't know. I never would <laughs> jump out of a perfectly good airplane. <laughs> it was one of those things we looked at each other and laughed because we're like, like, I don't even know the answer to this. My English is so bad. I can't even figure out how to give me the past tense. Of, I mean, sky dove, <laughs> but it just seems like a weird word. Eh, maybe it's me. Uh, That's what happens when uh, they, uh, you know, experiment with you when drugs, when you're like one year old. Try this on him. Try this on him. That was me. All right. Let's go into Romans chapter 5, verse 3. Poor, poor wonder Julie's going, what happened to you? 
Nothing. It's the same idiotic me. Hey, I leave you alone for one day, and the wheels come off. Yeah, the wheels. The wheels on the bus go round and round. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Now get ready because we got a trivia question that has a multiple choice in it, and you guys should know, 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 know this. Okay? All right. The pregnant woman in the vision in Revelation chapter 12. Where is it? Revelation chapter 12. Had what under her feet? The moon, the sun, or the stars? The moon, the sun, or the stars? If you think you know the answer, that's a big if, but if you think you know the answer, okay, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. Okay? Got that? Any questions on that? We understand? We're there? Okay. One more time, then I'm going to move on. Okay? All right. Here it is. A pregnant woman in the vision in Revelation chapter 12 had what under her feet? The moon, the stars, or the sun? Which one? It's up to you. Think you know? Cool. We're going to skip our joke for today because I tore it up by accident and threw it in the trash can. <laughs> look at look at him here. Look. Look, I just want I want to show this to D. Look. Wow. I was wondering, I was like, is he been for real? I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to put it back together. Can't do wow. it. Don't have enough time. <laughs> I'm just not that smart. So in the meantime, we'll go back to the text because <laughs> I don't know what else to do. That's what I'm doing. All right. We're going to pick this up in Job chapter 8, and then we're going to go um, 8, 9, 10, and 11. And uh, you're probably not going to get as inspired as I share some of this with you because this is a lot more of my passion than it is uh, a wisdom teaching per se, although I do think there's a lot of wisdom in this teaching. Uh, Job chapter 10 says this in verse 8, You formed me with your hands. You made me, and yet you're completely destroying me. Remember, I'm dust. Verse 10, you guided my conception and formed me in the womb. You clothed me with skin and flesh, and you knit my bones and sinews together. You gave me life. So the reason that this text is hugely important, which is I think it's kind of self-evident, is there is an actual group who people who claim to be Christians, and I do not believe that they are Christians, who are trying to say that abortion is biblical. Okay? And what they do in their defense, in their quote-unquote theological defense, which is, of course, absurdity, is they say, well, when King David says what he says in Psalm 139, he was a unique individual. So that doesn't really count because it's unique to him. 
But then they have to say the same thing again in Jeremiah chapter 1, where it mentions that God formed him and created him in the womb. Then they have to say now again the same thing for Job. Hey, you know what? The reason their argument's falling apart is because it turns out that person after person after person in the Bible has a testimony about being conceived and formed in the womb by the hands of God and being clothed with skin and flesh and the knitting of their bones and the sinews together. And so the idea that these people claim to be Christians yet deny all of the biblical truth tells you there be a problem. Remember 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 4, talks about people who proclaim a different Jesus. And don't forget Galatians chapter 1 that talks about people who proclaim a different gospel. And oh, by the way, here's something that hardly anybody ever talks about. But it was Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Jacob's wife had what? Two children in her womb. And the Lord, when she was pregnant, said, you have two people in your womb representing two nations. God called them people while they were in the womb. And then you've got these political parties that are like, they're not even alive until they get out of the womb. That's completely contrary to biblical truth. These people are demonically inspired, and every person that stands by that will receive the just judgment that they deserve. It's not up to you to execute that judgment. It's not up to me to execute that judgment. It's up to God to execute that judgment. But these are people that are offering children on the altar to demons. It's just like, how can you have an entire, an entire group of politicians who support them? Steve, Steve brings up that it was Isaac's wife, not Jacob's. That, that's what I meant to say. So if I said it differently, I apologize. But see, Abraham had Isaac and Jacob, and Isaac's wife had two children in her womb, right? And that's going to be uh, Rebecca. And she had two children in her womb. God said, there's two people in there representing two nations. God calls them people in the womb. And people have the audacity to tell God what his creation is? Wow. Wow. That's like people that worship the earth over God. The scripture is so clear that we are not supposed to worship the creation over the creator. It's just like, hello? Hello? Hello, McFly? Hello? Anybody home? All right. The reason that I bring that up is just to illustrate real quickly that you can understand that throughout the scriptures, old and new, there is proof and evidence that God is very aware of life in the womb. You want to have a separate argument with me about conception? We can have it, but let's not be ridiculous and say, hey, let's murder kids no matter where they're at in the womb. It's unbelievable. And for that, the nation should weep. Because if we think as a great nation of as America, we're going to get away with that one? No, you're not. No, we're not. That's not. No, that's no. You defile the land by pouring innocent blood on the land. That's what that is. Sorry. Can't, can't, can't change that. It's not going to change for anybody anywhere. A uh, pregnant woman in the vision of Revelation chapter 12 had what? 
What did she have under her feet? Now, I know people can look it up. You can look it up. But off the top of your head, what do you think it is? Do you think it's the stars? Do you think it's the moon? Or do you think it's the sun? What do you think it is? Do you have any guests in there, D? Any guests? He's, he's got, oh, wait, somebody's calling in. So no, no, I'm not going to give the answer. We only got a minute. We only got a minute. So we're going to give somebody a, a chance to answer. That's right. Get me on these tirades on these kind of things and the pregnancy thing, and I will just go ballistic. It's just how it is. Just n- knowing how, how unfaithful man is. Yep. All right, send him in. We only got 30 seconds. So knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? It's Paul, David. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. We only got about 25 seconds, so I hate to drop right. that the, on you. But the moon. Friend, the, the, what did you say? The moon. That is correct, Amanda! <laughs> you are right as rain. That is correct. It is the moon that was under her feet. Excellent job. Please call right. back Thank tomorrow you. so we can talk more. Please. Okay? All right. You got it, yeah. brother. All right. God bless you. Y'all too. Have a blessed day. You too. Bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break, then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.